Hey guys, welcome to the Paddler's Playbook. Welcome ladies and gentlemen of podcast land. Thermal convection, man. These dudes almost killed me. You know, redfish are really dumb. How do you take your marsh dump? This fool used all my toilet paper. Bro, Well now that Drew's done dragging this on. TPP15. You gonna get a dozen shrimp? Hey, you throwing that cast net again this weekend? Oh good lord. I almost died. I do not want to paddle that far. Once again, he almost died. I'm not waking up at butt crack dawn. I'll see you at the launch around noon. I love wake baits. Haven't you ever heard them chatter? Let me double back here first. And now, a word from Saltside Jet. Oh, yeah. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the paddle. Check out our Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Podcast Land. I'm your host, Drew Turner. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Lewis. And this is a best of edition, or or a beatbox edition of the Paddler's Playbook, live from the Bait Butler studio. Guys, we're putting together this best of edition for the last episode of season two. Chris... We're done with season two. We're about to start season three, and we had an awesome meeting today that we can't talk about right now. You just talked about it. The first episode of season three, guys, you guys are going to hear all about the new sponsors, the new title sponsor. Good stuff coming up here, man. Good stuff. We got great stuff coming up. But that being said... New title sponsors, season three. Chris, we've got to thank Real Sportswear, Pure Fishing, the Bait Butler, the people over at ACK for supporting the show for season one, for season two. Did I say Real Sportswear? Real Sportswear. You said Real Sportswear, Bait Butler, <laughs> ACK, all Pure Fishing. Fools. Really want to say thank you to to all of those guys. And, you know, it, it was a great first two seasons. But even you, which you don't get, like, hyped up or jacked up very often. You sent me a message today that said season three is going to be fire. Like, we're, we're, we're very excited about there this. There is, <clears throat> at this point, there is no excuses as to why season three and honestly all subsequent seasons should not be fire. I mean, they should be fire! either, you know, like lit that's badass fire or a straight up dumpster fire. One of the two. <laughs> well, it's usually one of the two with our shows. It's either lit or straight dumpster fire. And I, I will tell you guys in this best of season that you're about to listen to this best of episode. It probably could be, for some people, it could be called the worst of episode. Um, There's not a lot of fishing talk in this best of episode. It's just things that stuck out to to me and Chris that we really thought were were funny or, you know, part of the bro staff. I sent some messages. Good stories that we told and other people told us. I did a poll and I was like, hey, which episodes stick out the most? And it was usually the same three so, guys, in this episode, you're going to hear a lot from the bro code. You're going to hear a lot from sayings and superstitions. You're going to hear about someone who got a little weird with their third grade teacher. Um, if, if, you guys remember who, yeah, if you guys remember who that was. But to start off the show, you guys are going to get to hear me and Chris on the Bass and Brews podcast, we were we were just on it recently. If you haven't checked out the full episode, make sure to head over to the Bass and Brews podcast. Always a good time when we can co-op, man. Uh, yeah, but just just FYI, it's not safe for Parental work. advisory. It's not safe <laughs> to listen to in front of your wife. It's probably not safe to listen to in front of anybody. You may want to just put your headphones Anyone on. Anyone under listen, the age of 13 shall not, yeah. should not, listen to Bass and Bruce. <laughs> it, 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 gets, it gets grimy, guys. It gets grimy. There's no, uh, there's no bleeping out cuss words, and everything is, is on deck, and including 
Except Chris for the first talking, two minutes. <laughs> yeah, in, including Chris talking about pineapples. Um, you guys are just going to have to listen to hear, hear about Chris talking about pineapples. Speaking What's of it? pineapples, my dinner's ready. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get into this episode, guys. We're going to start it off with the lightning round from the Bass and Brews podcast where Drew and Chris were guests. So, so with Bass and Brews, we got some shotgun questions, as they like to call them. And the, the questions you need to answer pretty quickly when we ask. I want both of y'all to answer individually. I don't care who goes first or whatever, just first one that comes to it. But this could make or break your podcast. We've had some folks answer questions on here very poorly. And uh, three episodes later, their podcast, they, they quit. So, All right, hold on. <laughs> Are these short, quick answers or long, drawn-out questions? answers that go into some shit that nobody's even talking about because we need to clarify for chris <laughs> <laughs> you answer the question as as mr stale cracker says you answer the question the way you like all right all right so you <laughs> you got time on these questions then all, all right, right chris. good 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 <laughs> it's it's up to you but if you answer wrong i'm gonna give you shit crocs or flip-flops Ooh, slides Neither one. The fuck slides. is a slide? <laughs> That's some salt water Bedroom stuff, slippers? Man. No, they some are, slides. They are rubber slippers, sir. Yeah. <laughs> That's some golfer stuff. The ones right that there. just have the, the ones that just have one strap, big wide strap that go across the. They were created the top for soccer players because yeah. soccer players wore cleats that you yeah. couldn't wear down by walking across the concrete. That's yeah. hoopers and golfers and soccer players be wearing them. Yeah, I wore them during baseball all the time. So slides. That's that wasn't a that wasn't a choice. That, you said I could answer that before I wanted to. Chris, your turn. Go. I've never owned a pair of Crocs in my whole life, and only recently, um, right before COVID, bought my very first pair of flip flops. COVID wow. was three years ago, Holmes. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. And since then, said recently, I have been wearing them flip flops out. Bro, <laughs> I I hardly take them off. Even whenever my wife will catch me outside, y'all see what I'm talking about with the long ass answer. Keep on going. Keep my on wife going. will catch me outside in 50 degree weather with a hoodie, some shorts, and some damn flip flops. Cash me outside with my flip flops. Said Cash Crocs or flops. Well, my wife wants some. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Look, look, this is why me. I'm a storyteller, man. I'm a storyteller. I can't. Dude, I can't just simply. Me and Chris could never do a podcast without somebody to like rain this shit. We would be doing 24 hour podcast every every time. It just that's how. Yep. I, I get it. All right. Pineapple on pizza. This is fucking easy, y'all. Pineapple on pizza. Ooh, when you first yes say no. pineapple, it's like there's there's no. a problem right there. Yes or no? No. No. Oh, no, pineapple on everything. Pineapple on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Is that, is that why the is that why the pineapple's got a ring in the middle? That's the guess. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you get them little pass. Uh, Paul, pass. Is there, pass. Is, Can pass. Can we pass? Pass. Is there a rule about the last two minutes or no? <laughs> Good with anything. Oh, the first two minutes is what Alex told me. All right. I mean, if, if y'all ain't listening to this podcast, you know after the first two minutes, the shit just goes where it goes. All right. This is uh, usually with bass anglers. I know this answer. But for y'all, I'm interested. You gonna spend more on a reel or a rod? Uh, I'm spending more on a reel because I make my own rods. But it's, we forgot to talk about that. We're gonna talk about that at the end. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Um, I I have a rod sponsor, so I'm spending spending more on my reels. Well, okay, yeah. Is your you rod sponsor rods. Drew? My rod sponsor is not Drew. <laughs> no, it's Although, not me. Although Drew, I'm has too made broke for that for shit. I'm not sponsoring him. <laughs> I've given I've given him one rod though. I've given him one. Well, he gave it to my daughter. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing. I didn't want to say I. Never mind. Never mind. I'm leaving that to well, love. Leaving that to the love completely. Oh lord. She doesn't have a rod sponsor. Yeah. You, you know you good does friends. Now I'm her rod sponsor, so uh, there you goes. know you good friends when you give each other a rod. There you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
in a three, and I don't know how y'all going. I don't know if this translates, but you you tell us how this translates to redfish. So for bass anglers, we say in a three-hour session, would you rather catch five two-pounders or one seven-pounder? What what would that correlate to in redfish? And, and then answer the question. I'm sorry, two what? Five two-pounders in, in in a three-hour session of fishing. Would you rather catch five two-pounders or one seven-pounder? So That'd be five, like five, five, five lower slots. slot. Yeah, five five lower slot and one one hoss twenty-seven inch. I don't. I have no idea what the fuck uh, that means. My, okay. I have. I have gone. I have gone a whole day of fishing, and that one redfish made my whole entire trip. It was the best day of my life because that redfish was twenty-seven and three quarters. You know that I I can catch slots all day long, and yeah, it, mm. I get all giggly. You know, from catching because I get to fool them. You know, that's what it is. Sorry, here goes the story again. Right. Get yep. to fool them. It's all about the fooling the fish into eating that shit. It's, I you get giggly after. I get giggly after catching twenty fucking fish. Yeah. But if I have that day where it's just one solid, one just monster redfish, I'm like, I'm talking about that one for a while. Mm-hmm. You going home and trying to make babies when you get to the house. <laughs> With pineapple and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I'm I'm just you know I'm, I look. No, I'm, I, si- I'm sitting here. I'm thinking, man, I can practice, but I ain't making them. Non, <laughs> non-tournament day. I'm going for the five. I'm going for five lower slot. Tournament day, give me give me the one or two big mm. fish every every time. And see, that's usually opposite with bass anglers. The tournament guys will say, "I want I want the five on the on the tournament day and if mm. i'm just out fun fishing i want the seven pounder well i mean but a, a small like four or five pound redfish fights like a seven eight nine pound bass so that's why i i don't know how this correlates to y'all because this y'all the first time we ever had somebody on here that didn't fish freshwater so the next one i i don't even know if y'all can even answer this you might not know what i'm talking about you got a wacky rig or a texas rig Ooh. Um, where, what are, what are the, uh, where am I at? What am I doing? What am I trying to accomplish? Hold on. I got to Google. You're on the oil rigs. You're on the rigs. You fishing docks. You fishing docks with lights at night. Didn't y'all do an episode about fishing docks with lights at night? I, I do a little bit of bass fishing though. So I'm going to give you okay. the bass, the bass answer. Um, I would rather throw a Texas rig, uh, because it's weedless. And I can, you can try to rig a wacky worm up a little weedless if you want. I've just never, I've never had a lot of um, confidence in anything, a wacky worm. But a Texas rig with me not fishing bass very much, that's the first thing that I throw out there and, and I use. And I'm the most accurate with a Texas rigged. Uh, worm mm. as well. I mean, I can I can put it where I want it, close to that dock or under the tree or or something like that. Now with the wacky worm, I'm not I'm not as accurate at all. I'm not putting it where I want it. Chris, what she said. So y'all are talking bass fishing with the terminology wacky, yeah, and, and Texas rig. And do you want to hook it at the top or in the middle? Just, <laughs> just tell us that. Do you want to hook it at the top or in the middle? Yeah. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. But, <laughs> but in the butt. If butt. I was in the if butt. I, <laughs> pineapple. If oh, I was, shit. if oh, I was Harry. bass fishing, okay, I think, I think I'd want to use a wacky rig because I, I did help a little bit with uh, a man's product that came out a while back, and it was a worm that had a little spring mechanism inside of it, and that some bitch just wiggled like a son of a bitch, went like this. <laughs> was it a, a man m-a-n-n or m-a-n m-a-n-n yeah i, I worked okay. on their saltwater side for a little while oh and, shit, that's cool but the the wacky rig i do understand it hooks in the middle and basically that worm is gonna other way uh, 
The middle ain't moving. <laughs> the outside's moving. That's what I'm trying down. to do. Okay. What I'm moving to... fucking elbows? Not oh. Fly, bitch. Fly. <laughs> exactly. Man, but I think, I think I'd have fun with that because you're kind of are, are you kind of jigging it up and down like on the bottom, and then you get that hit, and it's like bam. And then no, you, you, let Paul, it, you throw it down. Go ahead. What, Jeff? This, How you do this it? Dude, you do this it? dude definitely wearing Crocs after all that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if I am bass fishing, I am only using crankbaits, topwaters, and frogs, man. Puff words. Because <laughs> he ain't got no gear to throw a worm is what it sounds like. Damn, have, damn, Drew, you are worm. bald as fuck. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Oh, Chris was, was <laughs> on Holy oh, no, it's, shit. It's, it's really bald. I, it's freshly shaved, too. Freshly hey, shaved. He's like yeah. Professor fucking X off of X-Men, man. He, that's some bitch there. You know something I was going to do on KBN, Paul, I thought would be funny, but I haven't done it oh, yet, yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a challenge, just a fun game, where a dude posts a picture of himself in a hat, and then everybody has to guess. Bald or not, because we're we're, we're we're like we're like baseball players, man. You never see them without a hat. You don't know what's under yeah. there. So we can well, get it's a pretty like football good football players. You know, football yeah. players, you never know what's under there until they take that shit off. Yeah, we could have a good I thread like with that. that. No, because like that football yeah. players want to have like the tarantula effect coming out of their damn helmet. Yeah, mm. we got some kayak anglers like that too. You seen Jordan Marshall? That thing sticking out of there. <laughs> oh man, did y'all see Jordan brush the perm out? Yeah, his woman got him. Twisted, flat iron in the mullet. I think good. I know, man. All right, so y'all can answer this one easy. All right, because it don't discriminate against saltwater anglers. Slow jams or hype music when you're fishing or on the way to the ramp, whatever it is. Ooh. Slow jams or hype music. I'm listening to some ghetto shower, honestly. On the way to fishing, because I, you know, Houston, I'm listening to old school H-Town rap to get me mm. hyped up. But that, it's it's kind of slow. Like, if if you go back to 2000s H-Town rap, it's, it's slowed down, screwed, chopped up. Like, um, but while I'm fishing, I'm listening to, like, reggae rock, if that makes sense. Like, Sublime with Rome and Ballyhoo and things like that while I'm fishing more, more mellow and calm stuff. I'm mm. not trying, like I, I'm not trying to get hype hype while I'm so, fishing. Uh, on the way to the ramp, you, you play music that if the crack crackheads are still there, you can fend them off. But when you get on the water, you want to be taken back. They're, they're trying to sell me some bootleg of Boo Garcia <laughs> at the gas station. When they hear me come up bumping in the F one fifty. Chris, you, Dude, I, I listen to country music, and so I'm not going to be hyping it up, nor I guess I'm going to be sad because my dog done left, my woman done run off, my truck won't start. See, and that's completely different. I'm at the rap slapping hoes and selling crap. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm hyped up. I'm ready to go. Now, We're rolling I, on Twinkies. Honestly, man, I'm, I'm a Chris's big Chris's mama got run over by a train at the Exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, a exactly. big Texas country fan. I don't know if y'all if y'all are Texas country fans or oh, not. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, I'm a big Texas country fan, so I'm listening to a lot of Kojo, stuff like that on the way. But honestly, on the way, no, I'm listening to podcasts. I always listen to podcasts before I, I go to a fishing spot, you know, and before a tournament, whatever. On the way home, that's when I crank it up, and it's usually Texas country. Um, if you know, there's other instances in this life where I need to hype myself up, and it's going to be freaking dubstep if I need to get hype. Mm, I hear you. Yeah. All right. So this this next one, I, I this next one, I'm I'm interested to hear from. Are you eating largemouth bass? Yes or no? I have. No, no, no. Not you have. If you go fishing in in your cousin's pond and y'all catch a mess of largemouth, are you going to take them home and fry them up? Yes or no? I'm I'm pretty much catch and release on everything. No, I'm not. I'm not eating it, but it's not because of any higher standard that I keep myself or even about the fishery or anything like that. I'm just not a huge fish eater. Um, mm. If I'm eating fish, it's going to be fresh, and it's going to be crappie, it's going to be flounder, or it's going to be redfish. 
and I'll, I'll keep a bunch of white bass when the white bass run is on. So when people ask me for fish in the freezer, I give them all the white bass. Because <laughs> I'm not giving them my flounder or my crappie or my redfish. So I give them all my trout. Yeah, I'll I'm like, here you go. Too. Roaches of the too. sea. Take them. Yeah. Now, Jeff, offshore. I can't remember. Were you eating largemouth or not? How, how did you answer that one? Yeah, I think it's important to call them suckers out, especially lakes that are overpopulated. Yeah, you need Breach. to leave them trophy, trophy size fish alone, but the Breach. little ones need to go, man. The little ones need Breach. to go. 14 inches and below need to get eight. All right, now, wait this a minute. Is whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm in Arkansas. 14s are biggins over here in Beaver Lake, but the 12s, <laughs> get them 12s. Get them 12s out. So All right, do guys. I need to start keeping them? Is that going to be better for the fishery? Is that yeah. going to make the glitter yeah. boat guys happy? Not the big ones, just the little, little oh, yeah. runs. Just, just the little ones. All right, got it. But j- just be prepared that there's some people out there that don't think largemouth should be eaten, even though largemouth only were in the – anyway, I ain't going to get into it. They're a sport fish, man. You're not going to be able to fit into the social climate. All right, this next question, this is this is what we're known for. This is what makes or breaks your career in whatever your career is. It could be fishing or what you do for a real job. This this is an important question, and you got to answer this shit right. We've had we've had some really bad answers before. One of them was pretty famous, and he said um, a really bad answer, and I never let him live it down. So anyway, as anglers, we love sandwiches. What are your top three sandwich proteins? Ooh, can it all be on one sandwich? I, just top three sandwich proteins. You put on one sandwich, you can eat it in a lettuce wrap. It don't matter. Top three sandwich proteins. Is a lettuce wrap a sandwich, though? Well, like, I mean, we it is. No, I'm just if, I'm I mean, Drew's going to come up with some fucking wild shit that you can only get down no, 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 no. in if like a valley. <laughs> no, no, no. If That's we're fine, talking dude. about traditional sandwiches. I'm over here. I haven't eaten dinner yet. I'm eating marshmallows. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> he's he's eating cold s'mores. What? Yeah, What? who that's not seven eats just a marshmallow? Like, anyway. Look, if, look, if you drink enough and you got kids under the age of 10 – and you go in that pantry, and the only thing you see are giant marshmallows. You gonna eat at least three or four handfuls. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I sneak in here every night and grab me one or two. <laughs> <laughs> Top three sandwich proteins. It, it there's 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 no wrong answer unless I it's ha- wrong. I have the first two in my head. The first two in my head are ham and bacon, and I'm going mm. back and forth between roast beef. Which I, I love me, I love me some roast beef. I'm going roast beef and like a Cajun turkey. I keep I keep going back oh, between shit. those two, like mm-hmm. like a Cajun infused turkey they have at H E B, um, the grocery chain here. It's got kind of a spice to it, but I'm going back and forth between that. I, I th- those are good. Those are safe. Bacon, bacon is not one that we get a lot, but that's a great one. Dude, right, bacon, bacon and Miracle Whip sandwich. Woo. Ooh, Miracle Whip. Oh, Woo. Nah, Miracle man. Whip and Dukes. bacon, buddy. Dukes. Dukes. You, you wouldn't, with my answer, you probably wouldn't think I'm from from the <laughs> South, but. My man going to um, say tofu, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, dude, Jeff, I'm thinking the same thing. He's about to say pick up tofu. <laughs> no. Uh, pastrami. I love pastrami, okay. man. Yeah. Um, corned beef. Mm. Love corned beef. Good stuff. Um. And then, like Drew had his little toss-up, I got the basics, you know, the basic toss-up, which is smoked turkey or smoked ham. Nice. Those are like, those hey, are the two that are, like, always available. But it's a special day when I get some pastrami or some corned beef, man. I hear you. I hear you. Well, we, we've had we've had two, two in particular answers. One guy said cheese, and another guy said, uh, what the hell? Shit, I forgot now. Didn't, uh, didn't the guy say? Yeah, he said spinach. Spinach. Yeah. Well, it was Bailey from Serious Angler. He's probably gonna listen to this. And be like, man, my fuck, let that shit die. What no, kind Bailey. of protein what, cheese? What is kind that of pro- Yeah. Eating? What kind of protein <laughs> are you getting from spinach? Okay, spinach. Popeye. He says you don't like spinach on your sandwich. I'm like, I love spinach on a sandwich, but it's not. But a the bitch has like roast beef or or something on it. It ain't just. Hey. 
supply chains supply chains tough in New York, Paul. They're, they're sticking spinach on there for protein. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's the they shit I'm taking. Red. That's the shit I'm taking off of my sandwich. Shit, the spinach is up up there, Damn. man. The, the spinach Dude. is the bread and the protein up there. Hey, look, that's all they got. Drew, Drew invited me over for dinner one night, and he said, "Chris, we're gonna have steak." What else would you like to have? And so I'm like, fucking spinach, you know, broccoli. And he's like, no, 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 you're coming to my house. What would you like to have? <laughs> which, which means what kind of potatoes, potatoes. would you like with this thing? You want mashed potatoes, red potatoes, baked potatoes, au gratin potatoes. Like, what, That's your what kind vegetable. do you want with this? Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was going to say, too, you get, you have never heard of a recall on bacon, but you damn sure heard of it on spinach. Hey, we yeah. call spinach for killing folks all the time. Spinach and, and lettuce. Yeah. That Look, shit kills you. I got a real good friend of mine from Texas. He he's, he's Texican is what he calls himself. So he's from Texas, and uh, the he, he'll tell you the only vegetables he eats is salsa. But that's true. <laughs> that's, literally, he eats meat, and his vegetables – Come in the form of salsa. When we go to their house to hang out and eat and stuff, we have meat, hamburgers, all meat, and then salsa and chips. That's it. The only vegetables he eat is salsa. That's corn and salsa. There you go. <laughs> you got crazy, tomatoes man. and peppers and onions. Corn is is questionable as a cilantro as a vegetable. Corn ain't a vegetable; it's a grain. By the way, even even then. I don't know, man. That thing. Is... I don't know. Look, the older you get, the let the more corn comes out in your poop after you eat it. I mean, seriously. I tell you what, you go to the grocery store and you go down the vegetable aisle, and there's gonna be corn. There ain't gonna be no grain aisle. You ain't gonna be grain. You're gonna find corn in the canned vegetables or in the vegetable section. That's it's just I'm more of that say. propaganda, Drew. It's just propaganda, man. It's sticking. That, that's that's. Like we said in the intro, the, the Bass and Brews podcast was extremely fun, but as you can see, uh, there had to be a lot of editing to that one. Um, it is not a uh, safer work podcast, but it was it was really fun going on with Paul and getting to talk a little bit and, and be on the other side of the microphone. Well, in this next clip, you guys are going to hear from the bro code. Uh, we talk a little bit about... Um, Taking pictures with another person's I have a, I fish. have a bro code. And, and then I have a story, and I need... I already told Rex this story at dinner, and I need to know whether I was invited... That's so sweet. That's so sweet that y'all y'all have dinner together. Well, uh, I asked and, him. And he sent me a picture of y'all at dinner, and y'all are, like, right across from each other, like, locked eyes and... I thought exactly, it was... That's, exactly how, that's how we eat over here. That's what happens when he comes over. Are you trying to shame us? Yeah, we're not ashamed. Actually, actually, the picture that he sent me, I was like, are y'all smoking a bong? No. I thought that was a bong on the table, that man. That was olive oil. That was, it was olive oil. oil. Now, and it's funny you say that because I text Rex and I'm like, hey, man, you want to come on the show? And he didn't say yes or no. He didn't say anything. He's like, what's he for said, dinner? He said, what, what time, time is dinner? <laughs> I thought he gets me over here, man, like. You know, you know, Drew knows how to eat, man, and I like to eat, man. So, <laughs> we 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 eat it up before. But I was okay. So I was telling him this story at dinner, and I need to know if this is a violation of one of the big bro code rules of don't take a picture with another man's fish. You 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 just don't take a picture with another so man's fish. So many violations out there. Yeah, so many violations. And and we were talking about the stringer pictures where. You know, the waiters have like four people stringers and they got them hanging over their shoulder or I'm like, OK, look, if, if you got four stringers on your back, why can't you post up with the with the four homies all together and yeah. stand in front and hold your stringer it's or like, just your you, one stringer <laughs> or just your stringer? Why do you got 30 fish on your back? You know, and a lot of that is just I think it's a lot of a lot of it's just a troll. Like obviously it's a four you know four man limit yeah. or three man limit, you know. But dude, you got thirty you got thirty you got trout on thirty your something trout behind it. We know that those aren't all your trout. Like, what? Why does that need to know. be done? I, I think there's like some old school nostalgic picture 
that people see with like the you know the the stringer over your back and people try to try to replicate it and it's become a thing and all i'm seeing is like you going around holding other people's trophies you know like look yeah. at all these look at all these 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 uh yeah, because it, 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 it really is. Whenever you're taking a fish, a picture with the fish, it's like, look what I did. I catch this. I am man. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> I, I can fish. catch these fish. All right, but you know, you know where that behind the back um, stringer picture actually came from? Texas Saltwater Fishing Magazine. No, or something, no. But... It is a old, Guides old, old, old like. Yeah, old like 1940s of a kid. Yeah, you know, and he's he's in his muck boots. Yep, and he's got his stringer, and it's like one fish back in the on the stringer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's got no, he's just got one fish. You know, it's like a it's like, it's like a cute little picture. You know, the kid went fishing. You know, he's got his. I've seen another picture from back in the day when there was no limits and like one guy legit seventy five trout. Seventy five trout had him slung over his back. But nowadays, like you can, you can literally see. One of the things is like, I'm not really mad at somebody taking a picture. No, no, I'm not upset. I'm just like, oh god. I'm just saying, like, you're holding up somebody else's fish. Like, to me, I'd rather take a picture with a bunch of my boys. Like we, we killed us holding all these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what's stopping you from taking a, a group picture? But instead, everybody takes turns taking pictures with the same fish. You know, like I don't know. That's what I just think. It's hey, a little suspect. It's just kind of funny. I'm not really mad about it. I just think it's suspect. And it's kind those of- Instagram girls always get busted for it. They'll be out on a trip, like four girls together. They'll be out on a trip, and then like one of them will post a picture with the fish and then like four days later another one will post a post picture, picture with the exactly. same damn That's fish it's <laughs> yeah it becomes a prop at that point now i will admit i've taken a picture with another person's fish twice was was it for a tournament one and both times drew was involved <laughs> <laughs> were, were you reluctant were you reluctant so, to take the fish so the first time, yes, I was reluctant to take your fish, but you were like, here, man, I saw you drop your fish in the water. <laughs> Use this for your picture. Take take this one. It literally fell off my freaking stringer, man. I was like, Drew, look at these fish. And I, like, picked my stringer up, and one of them goes flying off of my freaking stringer. Oh, and, I uh, remember that. I remember. Yeah. The and then you get... It's not like you got skunked and you're like, give me right. fish so I don't, so I don't, I can take a picture. So like, you legit <laughs> caught some fish and you're like, let me get your your fish so I can. Round no, he didn't want to. He didn't want to take them home. So he yeah, I didn't. Take... I didn't want to keep them. I, but I didn't uh, keep them that day. So I was not over my limit. All you junior game wardens, just so you know, um, and Drew did give me a, a, a certificate of transfer for that day. So yeah, I keep them in my truck. <laughs> And and the other time was cats because uh, someone had taken my fish, <laughs> and before I, I I was able to take a picture, so I I grabbed Abel Zuniga's fish. Uh, actually, it wasn't Abel's because Abel only had a mullet. Um, it was <laughs> it was uh, Alex's, I think. But anyway, yeah, I grabbed his his uh, fish to take a, a well, picture. That, that's because too that fish that you caught at cats is now swimming. In the San Luis Pass County Park Aquarium, uh, yeah. Right now, it, yeah, it was, that's. I saw them feeding the other day. They named him Alex. I think is what they named him. He, that sucker has a lot of spots, man. They were like, "Wow, that's a beautiful fish. Come put him up. in the aquarium." So they were. They redid. Have you ever been inside the San Luis Pass Park? No. Uh, so they they, they have a huge aquarium in there, and they have a flounder, they have a trout, they uh. have sheephead. And they were redoing the whole inside, so they let all those fish go, and they didn't have a redfish in there. So Chris brought in, a, I don't want to say a smaller redfish. But it, was it was like 24 a, inches. Yeah, it wasn't a huge redfish, but it was had beautiful coloring and spots. And a lot it. of spots. And Tons the of way, spots. the Waymaster, Kevin, actually runs the park, so he asked if he could keep that fish, and they, they put it in there in oh, the aquarium. So cool. And actually, it was probably a month and a half ago we went and saw your fish. So whenever you guys go to the San Luis Pass County Park, make sure you go in there and Look, say hi to Chris's fish. It's what they need to do though is they need to recognize that's a female 
that was not a male, so they need to change the name. To, well, I guess Alex is kind of. It goes both ways. Hey, it could be unisex. whatever it wants to be. How do you tell it what it's going to be? How can you tell? I was kidding. I I asked it. I don't. I have so, no idea. Oh so, well. Okay, so there are. I have talked to people who seem to be more knowledgeable than me. Old salts is what we call them, right? And they have said that. Uh, I think it's the males drum more than the females. So a lot of times if you're catching fish that are drumming, um, it's, yeah, they're, they're males. Um, but also I think the females get much larger than the males as well. And I think that's in most, in, in the animal kingdom in general, a lot of times the, the males are, are prettier, daintier, um, and the females are uglier and fatter. You know, we Damn, I'm going to get. This and, yeah, we could. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. This is all hearsay. But I've heard. It is. Heard it like, is. Uh, you know, redfish can actually, they change sexes. Like, like they. They can morph. Yeah. There like, are fish that do that. Sheep's head do that. Not, not the types of sheep's head that you and I catch, though. The sheep's like head, the, offshore the sheep's head. Okay. Like the bump on the head sheep's head? Or yes, the, yes. The black yeah. and red? Yeah. Black yeah. And red ones? Yeah. All right, so so let me know if this is a bro code violation with taking a picture with another man's fish. So, LSKS, shoot, this was probably like 2013 maybe. Um, started working with the company. I had brand new stickers for this company all over my kayak. I had shirts. I had everything. Oh, I know where we're going. With this. I fished the tournament. And I get skunked. And I'm like, man, I've got to get some pictures of this company <laughs> with some redfish tails or something. So we get back to the launch, and Joe Davis is there, and he's got a stringer full of fish. And I say, Joe, can I borrow your fish real quick? And let me go take a picture with my Viking kayak. He's like, no, it wasn't Viking at that. Well, I, it was a Viking, but it was with a, a company now defunct, called iKayakFish.com. And I had the stickers and everything on there. And I said, hey, can I borrow your fish? And he's like, what the fuck do you want my fish for? And I'm like, I'll just be right back. Just let me have your stringer. So I took the stringer over there and laid out the tails all nice around the iKayakFish. And then I, I remember this picture, man. Yeah, I took some pictures of it, but I did not take pictures of me with the fish holding it out like look what i can do like i i used it for kind of promotional stuff is that like kind of a violation of the bro code a full violation not a violation where, where do you two stand on the the bro codeness of using fish for promotional purposes but you don't really have a picture of you holding the fish that's not uh, as bad as another instance, but I'll let I'll let Rex go I, first. I don't think it's, it's that bad, but it is. I mean, you're dropping the photo on your profile, so it's like it's 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 a little it's, suspect. It's, per, it's perpetrating. It's very assumed true. that that very you brought those and, and for the for for the record, I felt crappy about it, and I still feel crappy about it. And that is the one and only time I've used somebody I mean, else's that, fish. That's the difference. I think you know, obviously, like in a you we were talking about props, right? And it's not saying like women who wear bikinis can't catch these fish, but there are instances where they're literally using these fish as props to take pictures with them, and they stage it out and post another picture. You know, one person holding it next. Four days later, somebody else is holding it, right? Same fish, but like, there's instances where you're 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 literally doing a commercial shoot. Like you have one day to shoot to get it for done. a company, and that photo is getting. It doesn't matter. I mean, the fish is a prop in in that in that scenario. So, it, is it okay to use another man's prop? I don't know, man. Prop I, fish. I think if it's going on, like you know a brand page like it's not a big deal but if it's going on your personal page and you're like any any fish you put on your page you better be your, one that you caught your bait you're it's telling assumed people, yours it. look at me yeah you're telling people i caught it okay you know like even whenever like sometimes on the skiff right like um sometimes matt will be on on his 
the polling platform. He'll catch a fish and I'll net it for him. And then I've got a camera up on the bow and I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is Matt's fish. I just want to let everybody know. Just, <laughs> I just netted it for him. I'm just showing you his fish. Now I'm going to put it back. <laughs> you know, I say that every time because like, there's something about it. Like, I don't like, I don't even want to, I don't want to, I don't know. You, you don't, don't want to perpetrate. You I don't, don't want to perpetrate. I don't want to make, I don't want to front like I caught this fish, especially if I had like a, a crappy day and he's killing it, you know? I mean, more of the story, guys, don't be fronting. Don't fake the funk. Take pictures with your own fish. Don't take pictures with another man or woman's fish. You know, we head to the next topic, which is sayings and superstition. That was another fan favorite that you guys had. And we talk about the cows. What is going on with the cows next watch the cows all right so what about the cows man let's talk about the cows so i know that you've you've talked to a few people about other mm, activities that cows may be doing that could attribute to your day on the water but i've only known of the one um, particular instance where if cows are laying down being lazy taking naps the fish are going to be lazy taking naps too um have i experienced that dude absolutely man i sure have and does it matter no because i'm gonna go fishing anyway (laughs) so you really think that that's a thing that if the cows are laying down that maybe the cows are just tired and it's friggin' hot. Like, do you, do you really, <laughs> so, I mean, so do you uh, take notice? Le, yes, I do take notice. Le, so check this out. Um, all right. So I went, I can't remember. Oh, it was, okay. It was with Addie, my daughter. We left to go to our fishing spot and we're going down um, the diversionary canal. And there's a spot where there's these cows. Okay. And the cows are up roaming around, and it, the sun isn't even up yet, Drew, and they're roaming around, mooing and everything, okay? We get to our spot, and it's just loaded. We, we were sight casting all day, and we found schools that day. Great day of fishing. I go to take uh, Colin and Gerardo fishing, and I'm like, yeah, guys, just wait until we pull by these cows, man. These cows are awesome. We get there, and they're all dead asleep. Dead ass just knocked out, man, laying on the bank. I'm like, wow, this is going to suck. We get out there, one bite all day long. So you I tell wonder, me, man. I wonder. <laughs> it's not a I wonder why that is. But I wonder why that is. Because the thing, here's what gets me about the fish. Now, if the birds are flying around and they're very active, then I can make a correlation between... There's more bait in the water. The other fish are active. The birds are flying. Um, there's more wildlife activity because they're predators. They're 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 eat, they're eating birds. I mean, they're birds of prey eating fish. They're predators. Cows are eating grass, dude. <laughs> like they don't have to chase nothing. It, it it's just the grass. The grass is gonna be there, or the hay is gonna be there. Like what part of the day, okay. or or what makes them eat more? Let me ask I mean, you this. I question. didn't look this. I didn't do any research on this one. So maybe somebody that's smarter than me will tell me why the cows are more active at certain times of the day whenever they're eating. I bet you it has something to do with digestion and everything else, and they're like. Well, five stomachs, four stomachs. How many stomachs does a cow have? I don't know. Uh, enough to shit a big old pile. Um, so, what what apps? Do, let me ask you this question: What apps do you use the most whenever you go fishing? Before you go fishing, Windfinder. That's about it. Okay. I use Windfinder to see Windfinder, how windy it's going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, Windfinder, and I look at my weather app, and then that more because I don't want to psych myself wanna, out. He doesn't want to admit it. I don't want to psych myself out when I'm looking at the salooner calendar there and I'm looking go. at the there tides. I'll, 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 answer, do, I'll do that on the way to the launch um, because I don't want to say, man, this is going to be a shitty day just because the that's what the the you know tides for fishing app said. I, I just so, I don't want to psych myself out. 
so it's not it's it's not a, a there's not a science to it okay or it's not a perfected science you can't say that basically it's just correlations right but over time and periods you know where people are tracking this stuff they notice that ah uh, wildlife is more active at this you know moon phase versus this moon phase i get it man but sometimes when it comes to fishing that solunar is is affecting the tide and mm -hmm. so that's why fish are more active because the tide is more active you might have a four tide day versus a two tide day um, you may have a, a large tide incoming tide and a large outgoing tide or you may have a slack tide you know like a shit tide all day long and your fish are not going to be very active well if you're if your predator fish aren't active it's probably because guess what your bait fish aren't very active and if your bait fish aren't very active your birds aren't going to be very active right it's a it's a secular pattern that takes place and it all kind of ties into moon phase but does it affect wildlife as well i've often thought well there are no tides on land exactly so so, so that that theory doesn't apply to cows and and uh, chickens and and wolves and uh deer werewolves but, werewolves but not wolves <laughs> werewolves yeah. but not wolves but somebody says that it does apply and i don't track land animals as much as i do fish so i can't tell you but the whole cows laying down thing cows standing up I'm, I'm going to say that there's something behind that. I just don't know what it is. And I'm not saying it's superstition either. I was doing a little bit of reading the other day about moon phase and everything, like you were just saying. And one of the articles I read said that if when the moon is bright enough and it's a clear um, type of day and clear night, that it actually tricks the fish into thinking that it's actually like dawn that there's enough light coming from that moon that it tricks the tricks the fish into thinking it's dawn and it's it's about to be feeding time um that it's about to be feeding time but that's only if it's a full moon and if there's enough full moon fishing is the shit, bro i don't know if you at never... night yes yeah yeah it's it's awesome but I wonder what that has to do with cows. That's what gets me. I, I don't know what it has to do with cows. <laughs> now, have you heard any other superstitions with the cows? Yeah, because or, or just standing. Me. Okay, so <laughs> so Bobby Clark, who is a part of the ACK Syndicate, he said that if the cow and this is a bass guy, so I don't know if this applies to Those bass guys are weird, man. <laughs> so this is a bass guy, and he said that if you pass some cows. And they're close to the fence, that means you need to fish shallow. <laughs> and if you pass the cows and they're in the middle of the pasture, then that means you need to fish deeper. I think that dude's yanking your chain, bro. <laughs> now, I, look, that's what it said. And then another guy said he had never heard of that. But don't. Oh, damn. <laughs> But I'm going to test it out because there's a couple places I go fishing here on Lake Conroe that I do pass some cows. So I'm going to I'm going to try out the um, deeper and the close to the fence and, so and fishing shallower. How, how does it affect your fishing day if the cows are getting it on? Oh, you may want to just. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the spawn they're going you're going to find them on beds you're going to find them on beds they're spawning right now oh, hell. i have no oh, idea hell. sometimes how me and chris get to talking about the things we do on this show it 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 just goes everywhere um yeah i don't i don't know how we get on some of the topics especially in this next one it's not me or chris that get way off topic it's Derek Brundle talking about his third grade teacher and his most memorable fishing memory. So Derek, tell us about your first fishing memory and maybe your maybe your most memorable moment in fishing. First fishing memory, huh? I, when I was young, I was in first grade, I had a crush on my first grade teacher and I used to fish hard 
uh, even way back then, and oh, that was my man, plan. This, this story is already starting really strange, man. It almost got really weird, and 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 <laughs> I mean, my mother can attest to this. Is it might have got weird? I don't know. I wasn't really a ladies' man back then, but uh, yeah, man. I I invited my teacher over to teach her how to fish, and she showed up, um, and I took her down to the dock. We lived right on a pond and uh plymouth massachusetts and i took her down to the dock and we fished for like two or three hours and then she took off i don't know man i things might have got weird i'm this is this is awesome look guys <laughs> this brings me back okay um man i used to have a crush on my fifth grade teacher and then there was a buddy of mine jeff we grew up together he owns a gun range down here in houston we used to like fight for attention from this teacher and he won he won big time he made her a mixtape with poison you know every rose has a thorn bro he made her a mixtape and gave it to her and i was showing your age chris you're showing your age (laughs) that's awesome though i like that story man she showed up y'all fished things might have gotten weird um yeah i mean if i was maybe a little bit older things might have gotten weird Love it. He was like in third grade. Things may have been yeah. a little bit. Yeah, different. yeah, maybe. He may have, may have had a chance. May have yeah. had a chance yeah. then. What about your most memorable fishing uh, fishing moment? That was, was it, that, was, <laughs> that was also it, man. That was also. I mean, that could have been one and the same. Now, I think probably man, there's been a lot of very memorable experiences, but I think um, my dad and I caught a giant bluefin tuna weighed 575 pounds and. Jeez. Uh, yeah, it was awesome, man. I used to, you know, we used to be commercial fishermen back in the day before when my daughter was real little. Here's the reason why it was so memorable. We were, you know, we had caught them before, but that was a big one. And um, we brought it in. We were waiting for the buyer to come. And my daughter was real little at the time. And I had her sitting on top of that thing and was in the boat. And um, my mom's snapping pictures. You guys remember? Uh, you might not even, you, I don't even know if you guys are that old, but like you used to have the those, one film? Like, <laughs> no, and you used to wind the little thing on the side, no. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Yeah, yeah, so she's over there snapping picture after picture after picture. That, that thing was used up already, man. There was no there was no pictures left in it, so she snapped a whole bunch of pictures and nothing. But, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite memories of fishing. That's crazy. So you and your dad were catching, you know, 500-and-something-pound tuna, me and my dad were at Matagorda Harbor with dead shrimp catching Kroger. You, you're happy to <laughs> five, five pound fish. Yeah. It, exactly. I mean, if we caught a redfish, that was just a bonus. We were catching, you know, little 12, 13 inch Kroger. And I thought that was how they should, can only imagine catching a huge <laughs> tuna out there with my dad. That would have been, that would have been something. Well, Brandon, what about you, man? First fishing memory and then, you know, maybe one of your most memorable uh fishing memories man first fishing memory it's probably one of the ones that really kind of got me started fishing really i mean i've I've grown up fishing my entire life but did it involve your first grade teacher absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) but um you know i'm from temple texas originally so you know grew up fishing the leon river and you know belton lake and all that stuff down there so as a kid I, i was probably about five five or six years old and uh me and my dad and my mom were out there fishing one time and I didn't even have a fishing pole. I, I, I'm a, a big scavenger. Like I, when I would go fishing as a kid, like I would just, you know, walk around and explore the bank and just find stuff, always finding lures and line and whatever else people had left behind. Well, I found some fishing line and a hook and, um, literally a stick and I, just a straight up twig off of a tree. And I had tied about eight or nine feet of line onto the end of this stick and put a hook on there and my dad threw a worm on it and I just hung it off of one of the little um, bluff walls that we were standing on top of fishing. And I ended up catching on this thing, like literally like a, a 10 pound channel cat. It was the only fish that we caught that day. And um, like, we're just standing there and I'm just holding this stick over this bluff wall and just standing there, not doing anything, kind of just like, you know, throwing the stick around, whatever, but the string and the line and the hook is in the water, boom, gets smacked by this massive channel cat. And I, I lifted up out of the water and my dad is like going crazy, losing his mind. Cause he's <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, da, 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 like going crazy. And, um, that was probably my earliest fishing memory that I can, that I remember specifically. 
again, probably my most memorable moment. It's probably pretty recently. Uh, me and my dad actually, you know, me and my dad haven't always had the greatest of relationship. My dad, he retired a uh, year before last and he got a boat for retirement. And, um, you know, he's not super big about going out on the boat year round, all this other stuff. I fish every day of the year. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care what it looks like outside. But um, I drug him out one weekend about a month and a half ago or so. We just went out and did some drift fishing. You know, my dad is a, a catch and keep everything. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> like, he gets really <laughs> mad at me because I'm a catch and release guy. But, um, is he like, so, that's a sandwich. Put it man, in the cooler. That's a, a sandwich, son. Put it in the cooler. Catch and keep everything. So, we were just out doing some drift fishing on Levon. I live right down the street from Lake Levon over here. Sat out there for about two hours. Got out there about 11 o'clock and it was just real quiet and just dead calm. Wasn't really getting any bites. And then it was probably right around 11, about 1.30, almost 2 o'clock. And like I was like just veering off, peering off into the distance. And I was I was literally in my mind, I was thinking, I was like, all right, it's about time to wrap this up because we're not going to catch anything. And right as I was about to turn around and say, you ready to go? My dad's like, get your line, get your line. My pole was just like folded in half. And it's just, drag is just running. It's real, it's just screaming. It's gone. And um, so I grab it and I, I set into it and I start cranking down, cranking down, cranking down. And then I'm just, it's just running. Like there's just no stopping this fish. And so I, I finally let him tire out a little bit. I start cranking him up, cranking him up. My dad is like, you know, is it a big one? And I was like, it feels big. <laughs> and um, so I get it up, man. And this big old, just monstrous blue cat just comes to the top and just rolls and I see his belly and I'm like, get the net, get the net. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I get the net and he's like, he's like fumbling with it and I get it in the head of the cat into the net. And like, you have to pick the whole thing up like a suitcase out of the water just because the, <laughs> the fish was so big. That catfish ended up weighing almost 40 pounds. Damn. Yeah, man. It was just a monstrous blue cat. That's, that's my PB blue cat. So, I mean, it was, it was pretty insane. That's a lot of sandwiches, man. That, <laughs> and said again, my dad is a catch and keep everything. So yes, we did end up cleaning that. Fi- I ended up having to clean that fish. I mean, we got legit like thirty-five pounds of nuggets off of that thing, and we had like a monster fish fry. That we so, did. so bringing it back to his first fishing memory, do you guys think that all the people that were surrounding him as he was pulling in this cat off of a tree limb, they went home and just burnt all their shit? <laughs> <laughs> just threw it in a pile like just we're doing a bonfire they're like forget it i'm fishing with oak <laughs> from now yeah. on it was crazy man it, it was legit just a stick off of the tree just a straight up twig i don't even know how it that's even, killer, I was even man. That, to bring that fish up like that anyway without it even breaking that's, that's funny memory, man that's, that's funny awesome. you said you're a uh a scavenger so uh i have 11 year old an eight year old and a six year old and the six year old is the scavenger yeah, like we go we go out fishing. The eight year old will fish all day long until the bait is gone or till it's too dark to see or whatever. He'll fish all day long. The eleven year old is just like yeah, if the fish are biting, he's fishing. The six year old is running around everywhere. So the last time we went fishing, we get back to the house and it's probably three or four days later after I took all the boys and I hop in the back of my truck to get something. And there's a big pile of just stuff. <laughs> I'm no, I have no clue what it is in the back of my truck. So then I start looking at it. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And they're in kind of octagonal shapes. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This that would full be octagonal, ha- sir. Same thing. O- o- octagonal, octagonal, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever, space boy. <laughs> so I, I look at him. It is a full turtle shell broken in to just a million pieces laying in the back of my truck that somehow got stowed away all the way back to the house yeah i'm like where did you find this he's like we we found it when we went fishing like like i'm supposed to know that that's that's why we brought the turtle shell back and i'm like what were you gonna do with it he said i was gonna keep it I'm like, oh, yep. well, there it goes. It's a great explanation. Thanks you for the explanation, CJ. Yeah. It's the same um, way it was with me. I mean, I'm still that way. You know, I, I whenever we go out fishing, like, I'm always finding stuff. Um, even to this day, whenever we go out, like, I always find stuff. And when you bring up the kids, you know, like my daughter, Presley, my youngest, she's the one that is the hardcore. She likes to fish, and she'll fish all day long. And then she's five. And then my, my seven-year-old, Lila, she is only interested in fishing if she's catching something 
And then my son, Brad, he's 14. He'll, he'll sit out there and fish all day long too, but he's not really like fishing. He'll just sit there and hold his pole. He's losing more bait than anything. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> but, um, again, like Presley, she loves the fish and she'll go out there and she'll fish all day long. Can we go fishing? Can we go fishing? And then she'll sit out there with me all day. That's awesome to have a daughter that fishes. Drew, you don't have a daughter yet. No, I'm not going to have a daughter. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with kids, dude. That's me it. too, man. I don't want anything else in my house that eats or poops. That goes for animals. <laughs> that goes for kids. That goes for everything. If you eat or poop, not at the Turner household. That's what's up. <laughs> Guys, I hope you've enjoyed this best of season two episode um you got to hear some new stuff with me and chris on the bass and brews podcast you got to hear some old stuff from you know different episodes for season two we're really looking forward to season three um we had a great time with you guys for season two we're gonna do one more clip and this is about whatever your lucky hat is lucky underwear we talk about the meaning of a rabbit's foot and Chris yells to some lady named Charlene. I can't say everybody. Most people have lucky something or others, okay, that they take fishing with them. Um, I can't say that I've ever had a lucky something or other. You know, I have picked before in the past that I've got uh, lucky tournament draws that never get washed. That was just me kidding, okay? I, <laughs> that would be disgusting because kayak fishermen, we get swamp ass on a regular basis while we're out fishing. So, no, I don't have no lucky tournament draws. But I did wear the same hat every time I went fishing for an entire two years. And that hat was funky, dude. Um, you and, don't ever wash it? You don't ever wash your lucky hat? No, hell no. Uh, well, okay, here's the thing, man. If, if there's any luck to that hat whatsoever, if there's any luck in that hat, I don't want to wash it out. I don't want, I you don't think that you think the luck comes from your sweaty ass head. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> want to wash it out. But the thing is, is that honestly it fit perfectly. Okay. It fit my head and it still does. If I go to put that hat on right now, it fits my head perfect. And there's absolutely, um, it has got good curve to it. So it keeps the sun, um, not only off from the top, out of my eyes from the top, but also around the sides. Um, it's a great fishing hat, and it has an American flag on it. Miracle, baby. Miracle. My lucky fishing hat, and I don't know how I got this hat. It's a hoorag hat, and it has come and take it, and it has a Texas Rigs weedless worm on the front of it. And if I have been having some crappy trips, and you, you see you look me for with that, that hat, hat that's the hat I'm wearing. And I don't know what it is. And then when I go offshore, I have a black kind of Gilligan's Island hat that I wear. And that's my offshore one. And I always have luck. But I think that has more to do with Scott Weiland, um and where he's taking us than anything else. Because I always wear that hat and we always catch fish. So, so if I, guys, I don't know what's lucky about it, though. Those guys that are listening, if you drop us a line, man, let us know what your lucky uh hat or lucky draws are or whatever man you have a lucky item that you bring with you fishing all right you want you want another one thrown at you no I, i'm gonna ask you a question okay go ahead rabbit's foot why is a rabbit's foot lucky do you know the story behind the rabbit's foot no but um i also i do know that uh, growing up in louisiana and i can't remember what the superstition was but um, the first kill of the season, they would hang the deer legs out on the fence. For don't know why. To keep keep the tatai away, I guess. The rougarou, the tatai, <laughs> the tatai, yeah. The rougarou. So apparently, ladies used to carry around a rabbit's foot whenever they would like. They wanted to get pregnant. Because wow, you, wow, wow, wow. you know the the old uh, the old saying like let's go uh, let's go do the do like some rabbits let's let's go oh, yeah let's <laughs> let's go do it like some rabbits so the rabbit's foot was supposed to help out with fertility because of the sexual habits 
of the rabbit. So people started, I mean, this makes perfect sense. People started cutting off their feet and carried around with them so the lady could get pregnant, and that became their good luck charm. Wow. That's did they wear it? Did they wear it while they were performing the act? I don't know. I'd be interested in knowing how how the rabbit's foot worked and what you had to do with the rabbit's foot in order to increase your fertility. I mean, guys, funny you should ask. (laughs) To increase your fertility, it has to be the left hind foot. If the rabbit is killed or captured in a cemetery, it will increase your fertility. And the rabbit's foot needs to be cut off on a specific day. Preferably a Friday, and you will have better luck with your fertility, Chris. <laughs> Bubba comes home. Hey, Charlene! Charlene, we got it in the bag this time, baby. I got the left foot on a Friday while I was visiting Mama in the cemetery. <laughs> That's how you get someone pregnant, right there. <laughs> right there, guys. Write it down. If you're having fertility issues, no use to go to a doctor. Listen to the Paddler's Playbook and head to the cemetery <laughs> and look for some rabbits. That's what you got to do. You got to go Again, for the Paddler's Playbook, bro staff, we really appreciate you guys coming along for the ride with us over these past two years. We have some very new and fun, exciting things to come for you for Season 3. Next episode, be ready. We're announcing a lot of stuff for Season 3 on the very first episode of Season 3. Make sure to check out our social media platforms. Make sure to check out our Facebook and our Instagram. We will have contests. We will have monthly prizes. We will have some custom paddlers playbook crank baits guys if you're not following us on social media now is the time to start make sure you share these episodes with your friends there is so much to come for season three coming at you in two weeks thank you guys for listening peace